We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Uh, what is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Prime Point Show here on Roto Grinders, uh, along with the Fantasy Points. Well, I was going to say crew, Jake, but this show, it is cursed between uh, you and Graham being sick. Now, we did have some great uh, people from Fantasy Points filling while you were sick. Uh, between, uh, there was a fire, electrical fire at the power station here one week for me that, that knocked me out. We had I was on vacation last week. Graham, there's a giant storm where Graham is. His internet just went out literally right before the show. It's cursed, but, dude, we're going to have a fun show. I'm pumped after a week off, uh, ready to talk DFS, sports betting, uh, and ready to roll. How was uh, how how did Dean treat you guys? Was, was, was it okay with Dean? Dean was great. I, I love Dean. I had never interacted with Dean before. I thought he was a super friendly guy. I really enjoyed chatting with him. Yeah, yeah, really smart. <laughs> I, I loved everything about Dean. No, I meant smart, not interacting with Dean. Sorry, sorry, Dean. Me, me and Dean are friends, so I'm just messing <laughs> with that. Uh, but yeah, Dean did a great show uh, filling in for me. If Graham's internet comes back, uh, he's going to be joining the show. But other than that, it's just going to be me and Jake this week. Jake, uh, let's talk like takeaways. We always do this at the start of the show here. 
Uh, we've got what Graham was going to talk about too. Maybe we'll expand on a, on a couple of his thoughts as well. But what's going on in football through seven weeks? Um, just a couple thoughts I have. Scoring down. Um, you know, Warren Sharp from Sharp Football put out a, an extravagant uh, post. I think it was last week of all the things that are going on in football on why scoring's down. Uh, it's a great thing. You can go dig it up on Twitter. Uh, and the unders this week are just, I mean, we're used to 52s, 54s, you know, a bunch of three or four games in the 50s. And this is, there's all, all teams are playing this week. And I think the highest total I saw was 47 or a 46 and a half out there. Everything is so condensed. So my takeaway from both DFS, sports betting, um, however you want to do it, maybe more so from DFS. I like to dabble in the highest scoring game of the week markets, right on DraftKings sometimes too. Uh, look for games that literally could have any reason to go over and maybe target those a little bit more. I've got a couple I'll talk about later, but just general scoring is down. There's a whole bunch of reasons for it. Uh, and uh, the unders have been very profitable. We'll see if that continues going forward. Uh, but that's just basically my takeaway. Just to, Just try to figure things out on games where the scoring might be a little bit higher than expected because they're all so condensed. Even the 49ers and the Bengals, right, with Joe Burrow back, it's like 46. Patrick Mahomes, right, right, going up against the Denver, horrible defense. The total's like 46 and a half, right? It's just the totals are so low. Uh, try to do something uh, a little different. Think on your own. The projections aren't going to like certain teams. I'm certainly on a couple of overs where the projections are like, Britt, what are you thinking? Uh, we'll talk about those a little bit later, but that's basically my takeaway right now. Yeah, no, I think I think that's a really sharp takeaway. It's made um, it's certainly made DFS a lot more interesting with the scoring being way down this year, um, and it'll be interesting to see how the NFL ends up reacting to this. I mean, you know, scoring going down continuously is not something they want for no. the sake of people watching these games, and it'll be interesting if they end up, you know, pulling out any rule changes this off season. Um, or anything. Thank like goodness that. for Taylor Swift for the ratings, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but my biggest takeaway right now is that Lamar Jackson is looking like the best passer in football right now. He's top three in catchable throw percentage, top three in accurate throw percentage. He's second in PFF passing grade. He's been graded as a top four passer by PFF in three of the last four weeks. He's completing 71% of his passes. I mean, he looks outstanding. And he's adding nine and a half rushing fantasy points per game on top of it. Um, I think, you know, he's plus 650 right now on DraftKings to win MVP. That seems a little low to me. Um, Lamar's just playing absolutely out of his mind. And yeah, I, th- I think he looks better than he did in 2019. Yeah, a little cheaper. What is he, 8,100 on DraftKings? I've got this pulled up. Uh, 8,400 Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, 8,200. So you get a little bit of a discount uh, if you're looking at those guys, at least from uh, an early look uh, on DFS. And it's it's great too, because that offense, it's very, con- there's a lot of condensed offenses now in the NFL. Yeah. The teams are just like, we have a couple, two or three really good players. Let's get them the ball. It didn't used to be like this. And it, it's not working for total points, but it's working for fantasy uh, and sports betting in general. Um, and uh, the Baltimore's, really become one of them between Zay Flowers and Mark Andrews and Lamar Jackson. You know where the ball's going, where the points are going to come from. Uh, so it makes it easy uh, from that perspective as well. Uh, let's touch on what Graham wanted to talk about. And I think you're going to talk about it a little bit later too, uh, is just how Alvin Kamara, you know, 7,300 on DraftKings this week, getting all the fantasy points in the world. We'll take a look at it through the bell cow report a little bit later in the show. But, you know, he's in the Dome. It's not in New Orleans, but it's in Indianapolis. Uh, th- this 
you know, teaser, this is a game I want to have DFS exposure to this week for a variety of reasons, which I'll talk about in a little bit. But man, this this workload Kamara's having, it doesn't matter about Jamal Williams. It doesn't matter about Kendrick Miller. Kamara's the dude and like Price, he's literally the absolute workhorse of this offense right now. Uh, how do you not want to play this guy, bet on him, use him in any way possible? Yeah, it was super encouraging to see, you know, Jamal Williams was active last Thursday and Kamara still dominated goal line work. He's first among all running backs in usage inside the 10 yard line. He leads the position in targets and receptions despite playing just four games, which is totally absurd. He's averaging more targets per game than Chris Olave, Cooper Cup and Jacoby Myers. Um, the usage is absolutely insane. It's 35% better than the next closest running back right now. Uh, yeah, Kamara, extremely underpriced. I'd imagine he ends up as if not the most popular running back of the week. I mean, certainly top three. He's going to have to be. There was a little coach speak, I think. Uh, I saw it earlier where they said Jamal Williams was on a touch count uh, for the first game back. We'll have to see. But are you really going to take Alvin Kamara off the field for Jamal Williams? Probably not, right? Outside of like a, an extreme goal line situation, which he did excel at last year. Maybe that was more of the Lions than Jamal Williams. I still think Alvin Kamara would probably be the better choice on that. So... Uh, there's a couple of takeaways we have uh, basically on what's going on in the NFL. Uh, let's go to our stand segment where we basically, you know, tease you for something we're going to talk about a little later in the show. Uh, I see Jake is going to be on uh, the side of this game that I'm talking about as well. Uh, and my stand is the books are giving way, 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 way too much credit to a team with one of the most putrid offenses uh, I think I've seen statistically a team that could literally be winless. They're not, not by a long shot, but uh, way too much credit being given to a certain team. I'm taking the opposite side in a game for that. Uh, I'll talk about later. It's going to be my bet of the week. Uh, Jake, what's a, a couple stands, a couple big topics you want to talk about? Yeah, so to me, I mean, there was there was one game in particular that that really stood out, at least from a DFS perspective, you know, thanks to thanks to price, thanks to some recent trends. And that game only has the fourth highest total on the slate. So I'm not sure it's going to be quite as popular as I think it should be. And, you know, that, that means I'm going to want to take a big stand on it. Yeah, so we'll get to those in just a little bit. Uh, well, let's talk DFS. This is Roto Grinders. There's a lot of DFS stuff going on here each and every week. Uh, look at the overview. If you are a Fantasy Point subscriber, Jake has a very, very early look article. Uh, it is up. I've read through it. Uh, Jake, since you've spent all this time, let's talk about what's going on in DFS this week. There's 13 games. There's no buys. What is the NFL doing, by the way? This is a little bit of ridiculous. I, I like more, more games is always better, right? But I don't know. They should at least be like two games on a buy. Maybe they're doing it. The Amazon Web Services supercomputer didn't spit out any buys this week to make everything else in the league work. I don't know what they're doing, but yeah, what's going on overall? Lots of games to choose from. Uh, going to be a little bit more variety as well, specifically from the more games, but also all the totals, like I mentioned at the top, they're all compacted scorings down. How do we get ahead of that in DFS? Yeah, I think that's an important point. You know, the last few weeks we've seen, um, you know, because of some value that opened up because of the limited slate of games, we've, you know, sort of seen the field get pushed into particular sets, uh, particular types of builds. This week, though, you know, 13 games, the totals are all pretty condensed. Nothing in particular sticks out. I think you can really go any direction you want when building your lineups. I don't think, you know, any particular build is going to be super chalky this week. Um, but one of my biggest takeaways, which I teased in our, our stand se segment, was, um, you know, this San Francisco-Cincinnati game looks incredible from a DFS perspective. Brock Purdy's way too cheap. 
at 5,600. He averages 19 draft DraftKings fantasy points per game in healthy starts across his career. That ranks sixth best among slate eligible quarterbacks. Um, and Joe Burrow, uh, I noted in the week seven show, Cincinnati's pass rate over expectation was plus 23% in week six. That's the highest pass rate over expectation by any game in any team this season. Burrow only 6,000. Jamar Chase, you know, a bit more on the expensive end. But the nice thing is Burrow doubles are very cheap because T. Higgins is only 5,800. Higgins is actually the cheapest he's been in 688 days since I believe week 13 of 2021. So these Burrow double stacks are about as cheap as you're going to be able to get them. The San Francisco defense, you know, isn't a great matchup for these Cincinnati wide receivers, but it's only a slightly negative matchup by schedule adjusted fantasy points per game allowed, which is what we like to use over at um, over at fantasy points. Beyond that, um, you know, big games are going to come for Chris Olave. He's second in air yards. He's 11th in expected fantasy points per game among wide receivers. He's just way too cheap. Um, priced as the wide receiver 13 over on DraftKings. Um, oh, we also have a great tight end punt option this week. And Trey McBride, Zach Ertz was just put on IR. McBride, only 2,800. Cardinals tight ends are averaging 13 fantasy points per game. That's the 12th most among all tight end units. So um, yeah, it's I think especially from a tight end perspective, it's a very interesting week because we have all the high price guys available. Mm-hmm. We have a great punt option. And then, you know, you could make a case for some of these guys in the, the three to 4K range. Um, so it really is a wide open slate. Yeah, we're gonna have to see what uh you know injury reports start showing up. You know, we do the show if you listen on the podcast feed or you watch it later. This is a Tuesday night. Uh, there aren't even real practice reports yet. So we have no idea about injuries that might have been sustained that might may or may not keep people out. Uh, but yeah, tight end, very interesting. It's gonna be, you know, you got Kelsey at the mega tier, only playable if Taylor Swift shows up in Denver. Make sure to get that report uh before locking him into your lineups. Uh Hawkinson, I mean, just an absolute workhorse with Justin Jefferson out. PPR machine plays really great. Andrews has come alive. You've got the punts too. Anyone, anyone in the middle is going to be literally no one's going to have them because I think it's a pay up or a pay down going to the mid tier and tight end typically just doesn't work on DraftKings too often. Uh, so yeah, from from that perspective, I agree completely. Uh, a couple things I wanted to talk about were this Eagles game, right? So what I'm trying to do from DFS and sports betting. And I've got the over on the Eagles game too. Uh, is just trying to find games where you look at them and you could just see a way the game shoots out, or one of the teams has a really big performance. That, that's very easy to do from the Philadelphia side, right? Because we have the condensed offense. It's Dallas Goddard, it's AJ Brown, it's Devontae Smith, it's DeAndre Swift. We know where all the fantasy points are coming from on this Eagles offense. So it doesn't take you're not going to have too many dead lineups trying to figure out what the correct combination is going to be for the week. But on the Washington side, too, one, uh, they're throwing the ball a ton. Uh, if, ha- if Howell just doesn't get sacked, he- he's going to get sacked plenty. But the-, the sacks, I don't think, are the worst thing in the world because they cre- they can create a lot of garbage time at the end of the game. And Philadelphia Philadelphia is getting passed on quite a bit this season. So is Washington. This is a game where I think could just this this could be – you know, 54 points total scored in this game, uh, 60, something like that. And it just ends up being the highest scoring game of the week. We know Philadelphia can do it. Washington's had some outbursts. I think the line's a little low because they laid a dud against the Giants. I think their offense is a little bit better than that. But if they're able to fight back at all, or they're not able to fight back at all, this could be a a really nice game from a fantasy perspective from the passing game because we know Washington's throwing a ton. 
The Eagles can get beat. The Eagles, AJ Brown's a monster. It could always be a Devontae Smith or a Dallas Goddard game. DeAndre Swift has a big game. There's just, you know, Jalen Hurts is, if they're down in the one, that's a touchdown. So the, the fantasy points are so condensed. And I think on both teams too, because Washington's, I'm, they're spreading the ball around. But I mean, it's pretty easy to see McLaurin or Logan Thomas as the guys who who could certainly get there. Uh, a very condensed target share uh, for Philadelphia, Washington. I think we know where the fantasy points are going to come from. That's a game I'm on. The other one I'm looking at, uh, I mentioned it. You're on Olave. I am too. Is this New Orleans-Indianapolis game? We saw the Colts really put it to the Browns, right? And the Browns really had no reason to be in that game. That game should have been an easy win for the Colts. Uh, but the the Colts offense under Gardner Minshew, I, I don't know. It looks pretty good, right? And this is another team. The, it's a condensed offense. It's going to be Jonathan Taylor. It's going to be Michael Pittman. And it's going to be Josh Downs, who's quickly becoming uh, one of the darlings for Gardner, Gardner Minshew to throw targets to. And on the flip side, we already talked about Alvin Kamara. How do you not want 60 yards rushing, 400 targets, you know, a good chance at a touchdown, right? Like these are, it's an, he's an amazing play. But then you like Olave. I like Olave. Derek, could Derek Carr have a ceiling game? It's This might be the first of his career, but it, it you know, give me 24, 25 fantasy points. That's all it really takes if Olave is getting 15 targets again, right? Like it's very easy to see where the ball is going. It's in a dome. You don't have to worry about weather. None of this nonsense. No wind, no rain. It's not the worst weather right now, but there's going to be some wind. It looks like early. It's Tuesday. Who knows where the wind's blowing, but it looks like there could be a couple of windy games. You don't have to worry about that. And with the totals all condensed, the ownership, the projections, I mean, no one's going to be on this game outside of Kamara and probably Jonathan Taylor because they're too cheap. Flip it over, go to the passing game, hope it shoots out. Uh, those are a couple thoughts I have early in the week. Uh, and I, I think you definitely have to be on this New Orleans, Indiana one, Indianapolis one. AJ. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm right there with you. I think, you know, it's important to know Indianapolis runs single high coverage at the league's highest rate by far. Um, Chris Olave, Rashid Shahid, those are guys that cook single high coverage because they're such amazing deep threats. You know, you get one-on-one -on -one coverage on the outside when there's only one deep safety. Uh, so yeah, I love both his plays. I think Shahid's probably going to go uh, notably under-owned here. People seem to forget about his, you know, single game upside. He's a 40-yard touchdown machine. Uh, so yeah, I, I really like that game from a DFS perspective. I think that's a great call. Yeah, Graham, uh, still not back. Uh, if his internet comes back, uh, he's welcome to join the show. But it looks like he wanted to talk about the running back position. Now, we the, the running back position is pretty, I don't want to say funky, but you know, right, you've got Alvin Kamara, who's probably mispriced by like $1,000. Uh, Bijan Robinson's down here against Tennessee at 6K. Uh, may, maybe, you know, he's pretty interesting. You've got Brees Hall, Pacheco. Mixon is just like the most inefficient running back in the league. I don't know if he, he has like no juice anymore which that, I think that further solidifies the passing game uh, of the Bengals, and they're going to let Joe Burrow cook. But these mid-price running backs between, I guess we'll sort by salary, uh, between Brees Hall, right, who's, what, 5,900 going up against the Giants, who's, you, you got to think he's going to basically take complete control of this backfield now. Jonathan Taylor still splitting uh, the carries with Zach Moss, but the snaps are going to continue to go in his favor against New Orleans in the game that we like here. You've got Bijan, Pacheco, probably not mixing against the 49ers defense. Graham wanted to talk about these. Do you have a favorite of, of these guys that you would be targeting? 
Yeah, to me, Brees Hall really stands out. Um, you know, he's obviously been playing incredibly. He's fifth in his rate of runs to go 15 or more yards. He's third in yards after contact per attempt, and he's sixth in fantasy points over expectation. You combine that with season highs in snap share, route share, and target share in week six, plus a buy. I mean, it's easy to see a massive workload here. And this is the rare game where the Jets are actually favored. They're expected to win. Uh, why would you put the ball in Zach Wilson's hands when you are faced with positive game script? Uh, just feed Brees Hall. So, yeah, I think I think Brees Hall is certainly the most, um, you know, at least I think most objective value of that group. Um, but Bijan Robinson at 6K is really interesting. I mean, obviously, Tennessee, a brutal run matchup. But Bijan's work in the past game has been outstanding this year, obviously, you know, minus on Sunday when he had the flu. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, 6K Bijan is, is always pretty tempting just given the the talent, you know, in a 70% snap share in the, in the Atlanta backfield. You got Kareem Hunt getting a lot of work. Uh, Najee Harris, 51. DraftKings finals like, you stink, Najee Harris, but does he, does he stink? Well, yeah. So that, that's sort of an interesting <laughs> topic because Najee Harris was bottom 10 among, I believe, 70 qualifiers in explosive run rate last year. This year, he's top 10 in explosive run rate. So he is playing a little better. One of our film experts said um, that he, you know, he lost a little bit of weight, looks more explosive. At the same time, it is still a pretty gross split between him and Jalen Warren. So, you know, I'm not sure you're necessarily getting there when, yeah, you know, Hunt at 5,200, assuming Jerome Ford is out. Javante Williams at 5,200 looks like a pretty solid play as well. Um, I know that they're, yet. You could make a case for a guy like Amari DiMercato at 4,800 after, uh, you know, he saw a pretty solid workload last week. So, yeah, I mean, Najee Harris probably doesn't stink, but I also don't really see how you're going to end up playing him in DFS this week. Yeah, just uh, lots of little, I wish I knew if, I want to know, what's the snap share for the Houston running backs against Carolina this week? Because if you were to tell me, hey, did Singletary, after Damian Pierce was getting all the work for a couple games in a row, Singletary pops up mainly probably because Damian Pierce hasn't been very good with his touches and they go to a timeshare. Uh, I just, I just want one of these guys to have a really big game against Carolina. It seems like it's there for the taking, but if it's the dreaded 50, 50 split, that can be pretty tough. Yeah. I mean, I think it's probably going to lean closer to Singletary. He was at 31 snaps on Sunday. Uh, Damian or last, last time they played Damian Pierce at 21 snaps. Personally, I'm probably going to lean more into the passing game here. I've loved what I've seen from CJ Stroud um, and these Texans wide receivers. This is a fantastic matchup for Nico Collins. He averages 5.1 yards per route run against single high defenses, with the, which the Panthers play at a top eight rate. Um, so, yeah, I'll be leaning into the pass game here. I I don't think you're going to end up on uh, Damian Pierce, who's averaging just 2.9 yards per carry this yeah. season, which is pretty shocking considering that, you know, he was a good prospect and, and looked pretty good as a rookie projections early it's tuesday right no we haven't yeah the guys that run the projections i don't think the blitz has been updated yet the the rotor grinders team they do a, a first glance over uh but the nico collins call sounds pretty good and i don't think too many people will be on him this week uh, all right we'll get into some screen sharing and some bets in just a little bit but first i have to tell you about our friends over at ticketmaster more memories are made when you're there for live nfl action and when you need tickets ticketmaster has got you covered as the official marketplace of the NFL, Ticketmaster gives you more ways to find your perfect seat. Their interactive seat map gives you 360-degree previews of your section to make sure you have the best view of those pivotal plays. And if your plans change, Ticketmaster gives you more flexibility to sell or transfer your tickets. Plus, mobile tickets make getting in on game day a breeze, and you can even customize your Ticketmaster app to rep your team's colors. Find tickets today at Ticketmaster.com NFL. 
Uh, all right, Jake, let's go to the Bell Cow Report on FantasyPoints.com. Let's take a look at what's been happening on the season. Let's take a look at what happened last week. Let's see. We just spent a little bit of time talking about running backs. Does the data back up? What you know, the eyes, all of that. Tell us about what's going on in the field. Yeah, I mean, first of all, just absolutely absurd seeing Alvin Kamara at 25.9 expected fantasy points per game. One of the best workloads we've seen of the last decade, if it ends up holding up 35% better than Tony Pollard, than Christian McCaffrey. Um, beyond that, I wanted to look at week seven um, to see you know recent usage, because I do think there are some interesting notes from this past week. Of course, you know, Alvin Kamara leading the way once again, at 36.3 expected fantasy points per game. If you look at, you know, the top games overall by expected fantasy points, Alvin Kamara has two of the top 10, four of the top 25. He's only played four games. Um, and, you know, there have been a lot more running back games uh, than that across the board. So, um, you know, Deontay Foreman, I think, is is really interesting, just given that he played so well on Sunday. It'll be interesting to see if he can end up commanding more of a role once Roshan Johnson comes back. Cause we saw, you know, Foreman was a healthy scratch in games that uh, Roshan Johnson played, but you know, after he, you know, just absolutely crushed on Sunday, I would expect at least some, you know, significantly more involved or some more involved, um, you know, uh, more work, excuse me, for Foreman uh, Jameer Gibbs again with a super strong workload. I know people were a little worried about uh, Craig Reynolds potentially uh, being involved, but no, uh, Jameer Gibbs is dominating that backfield. And then Jonathan Taylor, I think, you know, this is pretty important here. He split snaps 50-50 with Zach Moss. But it was a 65-35 split in favor of Taylor in regards to expected fantasy points. Again, that's why we rely so heavily on expected fantasy points. And then Britt, you know, I'm curious if you have any takes on this Rams backfield. Daryl Henderson handled, you know, all the work inside the 10, handled the majority of uh, backfield expected fantasy points. But, you know, he's also not very good. Royce Freeman is hanging around. I, you know, is, is Daryl Henderson a guy that we're going to want to be on as the season moves forward? Maybe, maybe forward for future weeks, but probably not this week against the Cowboys. Too, too much uncertainty unless McVay's pretty good with the coach speak. He, you know, he, when he says something, you, you have to take note of it. And he basically told us what was going to happen. The first words out of his mouth all week, well, Daryl Henderson and Royce Freeman were going to split work with Henderson generally being the first person mentioned. That's pretty much what it ended up being. Henderson had a good game. There's no reason to not play him. He's not very good. Uh, I wish Royce Freeman wasn't getting so much work. You never really know what they're going to do. Uh, who do they got? Gaskin and uh, Evans in there too. Are they going to bring one of these guys to give him more work? Always a little tough. The Cowboys match up. I think I'm going to take a pass on that Ram situation. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a tough spot. Um, and then beyond that, I mean, Javante Williams, you know, with a pretty solid workload, his efficiency has picked up a bit, uh, 5,200. I, you know, I think he's interesting from a DFS perspective this week. Emery DiMercato kind of shocked, uh, with, you know, an 80% snap share, 13.3 expected fantasy points. He's also interesting in DFS at just 4,800. I know we mentioned him a little earlier. Uh, but yeah, that's part of what makes the bell cow report. So amazing is you can just go in, you know, sort by snaps, sort by expected fantasy points per game and, you know, get a great view of, you know, exactly what running back usage looked like in week seven for the season, for whatever length of time you want to see. Um, so that's why we rely so heavily on the bell cow report here at fantasy points. Yeah. There's a, a million things you can do. The best data tool. If you're a serious fantasy football player, sports better, uh, checking out, 
anything you can do on the data tool on fantasy points uh, is an absolute must-have. Uh, basically, the only thing only thing I literally use for my own research anymore is the data tool on fantasy points. You don't need anything else. Uh, it's got everything you need. Yeah, it's it's awesome how granular you can get with the tools. Like I've loved doing research for Showdown. You know, looking at single high splits, two high splits, man coverage versus zone coverage stuff. You know, for Showdown, you really can't find that stuff anywhere else. And you know, it really pays to uh, be able to filter things down and um, yeah, just just dive in extremely deep for slates where the edges are you know very small. All right, let's get to some sports betting. We've got some uh, fantasy pick as well. I like some uh, underdog plays. That I think I've mentioned most of them, but we'll get to them uh, in a little bit here. But let's talk about my, my bet of the week. This is what I, and you're on it too, I see, is uh, a team, I'm going against a team that I think is just completely overrated. And that is the Pittsburgh Steelers. They stink they literally could be zero and six they beat the raiders was basically the only game where they, they won it wasn't by a ton uh but let me pull up on scores and odds some of the stuff that's gone on uh with them this year so they're four and two uh they beat that remember that game against the browns they literally had no reason to win that game but they did they got a couple of defensive touchdowns uh sean watson fumble their defense the steelers defense is good but like Tomlin has this wizardry to just make the other team do stupid crap all the time. Maybe you have to give the Steelers credit for it, but man, I think sometimes the the luck has to run out on, and that's what I'm betting on this week. Uh, They beat the Ravens. They literally had no reason. The Ravens gave that game away to the Steelers again, the Mike Tomlin wizardry, a couple of bad turnovers and key spots. They were able to beat the Ravens. Uh, They beat the Rams last week. The Rams missed two field goals and an extra point. That's the seven points right there. Uh, I think Cooper Cup dropped some big passes. It's just a, a lot of weird stuff is going on in these Steelers wins. Uh, and the Jaguars, I got them yesterday. So on Monday at minus one and a half, I wrote it up on scores and odds. It's now two and a half. You can get the two and a half is fine. Once it gets to three, maybe I'd waver a little bit, but I'm still very strong in them at minus two and a half. The Jaguars look good. The Steelers literally have some of the worst offensive play in the league. They get no offense. Uh, Kenny Pickett's 30th in QBR, Steelers' second lowest yards per game. It's just uh, the Jaguars could win this by a mile. I might ladder it up to take some big alt totals. Uh, I think I checked the weather. It doesn't look too bad. But, yeah, the Jaguars, you're on it too. Anything else you want to add? This, this is my bet of the week. Um, it says one unit on here, but I personally I think I bet one unit maybe like five times already. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't have much to add. I mean, it's Trevor Lawrence versus Kenny Pickett, uh, and you're you know only getting two and a half points. I I think I'll take that every time. Yeah, that's a good one. What are uh, a couple other good things you're on this week? Yeah, I was looking at the Jets minus two and a half against the Giants. It's minus one ten over at points bet. So uh, Zach Wilson is actually going through what is uh, the best three game stretch of his career according to PFF passing grades. It's not saying much. I mean, it is Zach Wilson, but. It's at least a little encouraging that he's playing better. Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed likely return from uh, concussion protocol this week, which is obviously huge for a Jets defense that relies very heavily on their their star corners. Um, but most importantly, I mean, New York Giants can't do anything. Uh, and, you know, Brees Hall's coming on as a, you know, probably the best running back in the in the NFL, at, at least top three. Uh, he looks awesome. So, yeah, I, I just think the Jets are a, a notably better team here. This probably closes a minus three. I love getting minus two and a half uh, and minus 110 over. At yeah, a couple. There was a bet I was on. Uh, let me just see here if I still have it on here. The Vikings was one. Uh, I got them at plus one today against the Packers. And every other book had them at minus one. 
or a pick them. So being able to pick out the one or two lines where you could still get the minus two and a half to a three is a big thing in NFL to be able to get oh, yeah. that. Uh, so if you're going to get the Jets, make sure you get that two and a half. Uh, absolutely. Uh, I haven't bet that personally, but that looks like one I might follow you in on. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, a couple other ones I'm on. Let's see. Uh, we're going to go uh, the good old Wong teaser. We all love the Wong teaser. Uh, we're going to take the Chiefs and the Ravens. I know you you talked a lot about Lamar Jackson being uh, amazing. Uh, Kyler Murray ain't coming back for this one. The Cardinals, I, I don't think they have a chance in this game against uh, Baltimore. I think the Baltimore just rolls them. And like the Chiefs, they don't have to lose, but they're going to be able to beat the Broncos by more than like two points. I think you can even get it at seven and a half at some places. Let me see. Where is this at? But basically, if they're both at eight, you take the six-point teaser, uh, you get it minus 120 on DraftKings, and basically they, they each have to win by two. I think these are blowout victories for both teams. The Broncos have no offense, and I, I don't know. I don't really – they definitely don't have any defense. They've held a couple low-scoring games recently, but I think that's uh, much more of a mirage than reality uh, so that the, the six-point teaser, Chiefs-Ravens, is one I'm on. Uh, I got a couple other ones. Let's see here. Oh, yeah. Philadelphia, Washington, over 43 and a half. I, I like that for DFS. I would say the Eagles last year probably could have hit the 43 and a half on their own in this game. Maybe this year they only get to like 35. But I think Washington, they're going to throw. You can pass on the Eagles. I think there's a lot of ways for this game to go over, whether it be garbage time or whether it be a, a reasonably competitive game. So those are the three I'm on. We've got the Jaguars minus two and a half. The six-point teaser, Chiefs, Ravens, and then Philadelphia, Washington, over 43 and a half. Uh, it looks like Graham was on the under New England-Miami game at under 47. Uh, his notes here, with a healthy Tua, both of these last two games, 41 and 27 total points. Uh, Bill Belichick wizardry, I don't know, could it be there? I think there's going to be some wind in this game, too. I was looking at the early weather. This looks like one of the most impacted weather games of the week. Never want to see wind, you know, if you're trying to throw to Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle, some of these other guys. We'll have to see how that plays out. But what do you think uh, Graham's take on the under there? Yeah, I, I really like that. So something that I was I spent a good amount of time on today was just looking at, um, you know, how the Dolphins had fared against New England, how, you know, specifically Tua and, and Tyreek Hill had fared against New England. And they'd really been shut down. And I, you know, I was talking to one of our, our film guys, one of the guys who does all the charting that ends up in the data suite uh, over at Fantasy Points. And he said that, you know, Tua really struggles with teams that disguise coverage. And the Patriots are one of the best teams at disguising their coverage. I mean, you look at Tyreek Hill's splits in uh, like division versus outside the division or even just against New England since he joined Miami. He hasn't scored more than 18 DraftKings points in a game. Miami generally has leaned on their their rushing attack against New England. So I do think this is, you know, Miami's team total might make uh, a lot of people think this is a spot to attack for DFS. And of course, you know, with how explosive they are, you could certainly argue that it is. But I do think New England is, you know, arguably the toughest matchup for the Dolphins overall, even without star cornerback Christian Gonzalez. What are you buying into? Are you buying into the Patriots being eh or the Bills being eh? What, what, what happened in that Bills-Patriots game? Oh, man. I mean, I, I I just think, you know, it's it's the NFL. I think, um, you know, I think some of these offenses, even the ones that are complete disasters, can still have bright spots. And that's what we saw from from New England last week. I mean, 
man, I, I don't have a lot of faith in them going forward outside of, you know, the defensive side of the ball, but um, yeah, at least for the purposes of the under in, you know, their game against Miami, I, I can certainly see where Graham's coming from. Yeah. Lots of games to choose from all the total still there. Uh, let's hope all of our uh, bets come out on the good end for us this week. Let's go and end the show with some fantasy pick them. Uh, so I'll go first. Uh, I don't know if I stole some of the ones you were looking at, but this is an underdog play. Uh, so first we're going with the Derek Carr, Chris Olave combination, right? Anytime you can get when you're playing the fantasy pick them underdog price picks or the millions of other ones that are out there and you're allowed to correlate without getting a reduction in your payout, you should be doing that. So we're going to go ahead and do that. We're in a dome. You can score on the Colts. Um, and I think the Colts offense might be able to push the Saints a little bit here. And we're going to pray that Derek Carr doesn't check down to Alvin Kamara 20 times, maybe just 12, right? Because we're going to use Kamara on DFS and the rest go to Crystal Lobby because his line or his number was, uh, what, 62 and a half uh, right before the show here. I think that's a little bit too low. He's another absolute target monster right now in this offense. It's becoming very condensed. They know Olave is an extreme talent. Get him the football. That's what they're doing. Uh, and Derek Carr in the dome uh, might be able to get that done. So that's a nice correlation. And Brees Hall, uh, I so underdog will put these out on like Monday afternoon, and he was at 62 and a half. And I go, I went nuts on that. It's at 65 and a half now. I'm still okay with that. I'm sticking with him against the Giants. Brees Hall takeover of the Jets offense is here. It starts this week against the Giants. Big game, 100-plus yards for Brees Hall. Uh, and they're just putting it at 65.5 before the sports books even had it out. So there's a little three-pick for me. Uh, what are you looking at, Jake? Yeah, so, you know, I, I spent a good chunk of the show talking about how great Lamar's played. Um, and he's faced with a top-three matchup this week. So why wouldn't we take the over 229.5 passing yards? Can get a little correlation there with Mark Andrews over 57.5 receiving yards. Uh, the Bengals are throwing the ball a ton again. And of course, I want Joe Burrow over 260 and a half passing yards. A little more correlation with Jamar Chase over 82 and a half receiving yards. Really do think Cincinnati is going to lead the league in pass rate over expectation from this point forward. And then Travis Kelsey, I think this is one of the most mispriced lines on the board right now. 81 and a half receiving yards. I love the over there. He's in the best possible matchup against Denver. Um, there isn't a weaker defense schedule adjusted against tight ends this season. Uh, I think, you know, his receiving prop line is probably going to close a lot closer to 90. Um, really love his overs this week. We, we got to get the taglines or what do they call it on a plane? We got to see if Taylor Swift's private jet is going to Denver <laughs> this weekend. Cause there's some like, there's, it's all, it's, I think it's all nonsense, but there's like random splits with, her at the game, not at the game, et cetera, et cetera. Really doesn't think, have anything to do with it, but it's fun to talk about. I think what it is is like it's just so happened that, you know, her being at games has lined up with the games where he's been fully healthy and the games yep. where, you know, he struggled with injury a little more were just happened to be the games that she she missed. <laughs> so maybe there is something to it. I, I have no idea. But either way, even if she even if she isn't going to be there, I'm, I'm still betting Kelsey overs. All right. So uh, apologies from Graham on not being able to make it. I swear one of these days, again, we started off the season, what, a couple shows in a row. We've had uh, a couple strange occurrences, but uh, let's pray next week. Graham's internet doesn't knock out, right? There's no fires for me to lose power. The, there's no sickness. There's no emergencies. And we're able to come back and have a, uh, a full prime points show uh, with you and Graham. But Jake, anyway, it's been fun talking to you. Uh, any final thoughts before we get on out of here? 
Uh, no, no, this is this has been great. Really, uh, really love the the two man show, and I'm excited for uh, hopeful the uh, the return of the three man show in in week nine. Yeah, go check out everything over on Fantasy Points. Jake's early week articles up and the data tool, absolutely amazing. Make sure to tune in to uh, the Roto Grinders podcast feed, YouTube. Uh, for all the shows, ownership as the week progresses, uh, lots of fun stuff coming your way at Roto Grinders. Other than that, have a good week, everybody. I'm Brett. He's Jake. Thanks for watching, and we out you.